0: Chapter One of the Culprit Fay and Other Poems. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Diana Schmidt. The Culprit Fay and Other Poems by Joseph Rodman Drake. The Culprit Fay My visual orbs are purged from film, and lo! Instead of Anster's turnip bearing veils, I see old fairyland's miraculous show. Her trees of tinsel kissed by freakish gales, her oafs that cloaked in leaf gold skim the breeze, and fairies swarming, tenants Anster Fair. 1. Tis the middle watch of a summer's night. The earth is dark, but the heavens are bright. Nought is seen in the vault on high, but the moon and the stars and the cloudless sky and the flood which rolls its milky hue, a river of light on the welkin blue. The moon looks down on old crow nest. She mellows the shades on his shaggy breast, and seems his huge grey form to throw, in a sliver cone on the wave below. His sides are broken by spots of shade by the walnut bough and the cedar maid and through their clustering branches dark glimmers and dies the fireflies spark like starry twinkles that momently break through the rifts of the gathering tempests wreck Two, the stars are on the moving stream and fling as its ripples gently flow a burnished length of wavy beam in an eel-like spiral line below the winds are whist and the owl is still THE BAT IN THE SHELVY ROCK IS HID, AND naught IS HEARD ON THE LONELY HILL, BUT THE CRICKETS CHIRP, AND THE ANSWER SHRILL, OF THE gauzed winged KATIE DID, AND THE PLAINT OF THE WAILING whippoorwill WHO MOANS UNSEEN AND ceaseless SINGS, EVER A NOTE OF WAIL AND WOE, TILL MORNING SPREADS HER ROSY WINGS, AND EARTH AND SKY IN HER GLANCES GLOW. THREE tis the hour of fairy ban and spell the woodtick has kept the minutes well he has counted them all with click and stroke deep in the heart of the mountain oak and he has awakened the sentry-elf who sleeps with him in the haunted tree to bid him ring the hour of twelve and call the fays to their revelry twelve small strokes on his tinkling bell twas made of the white snail's pearly shell midnight comes and all is well hither hither wing your way. 'Tis the dawn of the fairy day four they come from beds of lichen green they creep from the mullion's velvet screen some on the backs of beetles fly from the silver tops of moon-touched trees where they swung in their cobweb hammocks high And rocked about in the evening breeze. Some from the humbird's downy nest, they had driven him out by elfin power, and pillowed on plumes of his rainbow breast, had slumbered there till the charmed hour. Some had lain in the scoop of the rock, with glittering icing stars inlaid, and some had opened the four o'clock and stole within its purple shade, and now they throng the moonlight glade above below on every side their little minim forms arrayed in the tricksy pomp of fairy pride v they come not now to print the lea in freak and dance around the tree or at the mushroom board to sup and drink the dew from the buttercup a scene of sorrow waits them now for an oaf has broken his vestal vow he has loved an earthly maid and left for her his woodland shade he has lain upon her lip of dew and sunned him in her eye of blue fanned her cheek with his wing of air played in the ringlets of her hair and nestling on her snowy breast forgot the lily king's behest for this the shadowy tribes of air to the elfin court must haste away and now they stand expectant there to hear the doom of the culprit Fay. 6. The throne was reared upon the grass of spicewood and of sassafras. On pillars of mottled tortoise shell hung the burnished canopy, and o'er it gorgeous curtains fell of the tulip's crimson drapery. The monarch sat on his judgment seat, on his brow the crown imperial shone, the prisoner Fay was at his feet and his peers were ranged around the throne he waved his sceptre in the air he looked around and calmly spoke his brow was grave and his eye severe but his voice in a softened accent broke seven fairy fairy list and mark thou hast broke thine elfin chain thy flamewood lamp is quenched and dark and thy wings are dyed with a deadly stain thou hast sullied thine elfin purity in the glance of a mortal maiden's eye thou hast scorned our dread decree and thou shouldst pay the forfeit high but well i know her sinless mind is pure as the angel forms above gentle and meek and chaste and kind such as a spirit well might love fairy had she spot or taint bitter had been thy punishment Tied to the hornet's shardy wings, tossed on the pricks of nettle's stings, or seven long ages doomed to dwell with the lazy worm in the walnut shell, or every night to writhe and bleed beneath the tread of the centipede, or bound in a cobweb dungeon dim, your jailer a spider huge and grim, amid the carrion bodies to lie of the worm and the bug and the murdered fly these it had been your lot to bear had a stain been found on the earthly fair now list and mark our mild decree fairy this your doom must be eight thou shalt seek the beach of sand where the water bounds the elfin land thou shalt watch the oozy brine till the sturgeon leaps in the bright moonshine then dart the glistening arc below and catch a drop from his silver bow the water sprites will wield their arms and dash around with roar and rave and vain are the woodland spirit's charms they are the imps that rule the wave yet trust thee in thy single might if thy heart be pure and thy spirit right thou shalt win the warlock fight nine if the spray bead gem be won the stain of thy wing is washed away but another errand must be done ere thy crime be lost for aye thy flamewood lamp is quenched and dark thou must re-illumine its spark mount thy steed and spur him high to the heaven's blue canopy and when thou seest a shooting star follow it fast and follow it far the last faint spark of its burning train shall light the elfin lamp again thou hast heard our sentence fay hence to the waterside away Ten, the goblin marked his monarch well he spake not but he bowed him low then plucked a crimson bell and turned him round in act to go the way is long he cannot fly his soiled wing has lost its power and he winds adown the mountain high for many a sore and weary hour through dreary beds of tangled fern through groves of nightshade dark and durn over the grass and through the brake where toils the ant and sleeps the snake now o'er the violet's azure flush he skips along in lights of mood and now he thrids the bramble bush till its points are dyed in fairy blood he has leapt the bog he has pierced the briar he has swum the brook and waded the mire till his spirits sank and his limbs grew weak and the red waxed fainter in his cheek he had fallen to the ground outright for rugged and dim was his onward track but there came a spotted toad in sight and he laughed as he jumped upon her back he bridled her mouth with a silk weed twist and lashed her sides with an osher thong and now through evening's dewy mist with leap and spring they bound along till the mountain's magic verge is past and the beach of sand is reached at last eleven soft and pale is the moony beam moveless still the glassy stream the wave is clear the beach is bright with snowy shells and sparkling stones the shore surge comes in ripples, light, in murmurings faint and distant moans, and ever afar in the silent deep is heard the splash of the sturgeon's leap, and the bend of his graceful bow is seen—a glittering arc of silver sheen, spanning the wave of burnished blue and dripping with gems of the river dew. Twelve, the elfin cast a glance around. As he lighted down from his coarser toad, then round his breast his wings he wound, and close to the river's brink he strode. He sprang on a rock, he breathed a prayer, above his head his arms he threw, then tossed a tiny curve in air, and headlong plunged in the waters blue. Thirteen. Up sprung the spirits of the waves from the sea silk beds in their coral caves. With snail plate armor snatched in haste, they speed their way through the liquid waste. Some are rapidly borne along on the mailed shrimp or the prickly prong, some on the blood red leeches glide, some on the stony starfish ride, some on the back of the lancing squab, some on the sidelong soldier crab, and some on the jellied coral that flings at once a thousand streamy stings they cut the wave with the living oar and hurry on to the moonlight shore to guard their realms and chase away the footsteps of the invading fay fourteen fearlessly he skims along his hope is high and his limbs are strong he spreads his arms like the swallow's wing and throws his feet with a frog-like fling his locks of gold on the waters shine at his breast the tiny foam beads rise his back gleams bright above the brine and the wake-line foam behind him lies but the water sprites are gathering near to check his course along the tide their warriors come in swift career and hem him round on every side on his thigh the leech has fixed his hold the quarrel's long arms are round him rolled the prickly prong has pierced his skin and the squab has thrown his javelin the gritty star has rubbed him raw and the crab has struck with his giant claw he howls with rage and he shrieks with pain he strikes around but his blows are vain hopeless is the unequal fight fairy naught is left but flight Fifteen he turned him round and fled amain with hurry and dash to the beach again he twisted over from side to side and laid his cheek to the cleaving tide the strokes of his plunging arms are fleet and with all his might he flings his feet but the water spirits are round him still to cross his path and work him ill they bade the wave before him rise they flung the sea-fire in his eyes and they stunned his ears with the scallop stroke with the porpoise heave and the drum-fish croak oh but a weary wight was he when he reached the foot of the dogwood tree gashed and wounded and stiff and sore he laid him down on the sandy shore he blessed the force of the charmed line and he banned the water goblins spite for he saw around in the sweet moonshine their little wee faces above the brine giggling and laughing with all their might at the piteous hap of the fairy wight sixteen soon he gathered the balsam dew from the sorrel leaf and the henbane bud over each wound the balm he drew and with cobweb lint he stanched the blood the mild west wind was soft and low it cooled the heat of his burning brow and he felt new life in his sinew shoot as he drank the juice of the kalmus root and now he treads the fatal shore as fresh and vigorous as before seventeen wrapped in musings stands the sprite tis the middle wane of night his task is hard his way is far but he must do his errand right ere dawning mounts her beamy car and rolls her chariot wheels of light and vain are the spells of fairyland he must work with a human hand eighteen he cast a saddened look around but he felt new joy his bosom swell when glittering on the shadowed ground he saw a purple mussel shell thither he ran and he bent him low he heaved at the stern and he heaved at the bow and he pushed her over the yielding sand till he came to the verge of the haunted land she was as lovely a pleasure-boat as ever fairy had paddled in for she glowed with purple paint without and shone with silvery pearl within a sculler's notch in the stern he made an oar he shaped of the boodle blade then spung to his seat with a lightsome leap and launched afar on the calm blue deep Nineteen. The imps of the river yell and rave. They had no power above the wave, but they heaved the billow before the prow, and they dashed the surge against her side, and they struck her keel with jerk and blow, till the gunwale bent to the rocking tide. She wimpled about in the pale moonbeam, like a feather that floats on a wind-tossed stream, and momently athwart her track the quarrel upreared his island back and the fluttering scallop behind would float and patter the water about the boat but he bailed her out with his colin bell and he kept her trim with a wary tread while on every side like lightning fell the heavy strokes of his boodle blade twenty onward still he held his way till he came where the column of moonshine lay And saw beneath the surface dim the brown backed sturgeon slowly swim. Around him were the goblin train, but he sculled with all his might and main and followed wherever the sturgeon led till he saw him upward point his head. Then he dropped his paddle blade and held his colin goblet up to catch the drop in its crimson cup. 21 with sweeping tail and quivering fin through the wave the sturgeon flew and like the heaven-shot javelin he sprung above the water's blue instant as the star-fall light he plunged him in the deep again but left an arc of silver bright the rainbow of the moony mane it was a strange and lovely sight to see the puny goblin there he seemed an angel form of light with azure wing and sunny hair throned on a cloud of purple fair circled with blue and edged with white and sitting at the fall of evan beneath the bough of summer heaven twenty two a moment and its lustre fell but ere it met the billow blue he caught within his crimson bell a droplet of its sparkling dew joy to thee fay thy task is done thy wings are pure for the gem is won cheerly ply thy dripping oar and haste away to the elfin shore twenty three he turns and lo on either side the ripples on his path divide and the track o'er which his boat must pass is smooth as a sheet of polished glass around their limbs the sea-nymphs lave with snowy arms half swelling out while on the glossed and gleamy wave their sea-green ringlets loosely float they swim around with smile and song they press the bark with pearly hand and gently urge her course along toward the beach of speckled sand and as he lightly leapt to land they bade adieu with nod and bow then gayly kissed each little hand and dropped in the crystal deep below twenty four a moment stayed the fairy there he kissed the beach and breathed a prayer then spread his wings of gilded blue and on to the elfin court he flew as ever ye saw a bubble rise and shine with a thousand changing dyes till lessening far through ether driven it mingles with the hues of heaven as at the glimpse of morning pale the lance-fly spreads his silken sail and gleams with blendings soft and bright till lost in the shades of fading night so rose from earth the lovely fay so vanished far in heaven away up fairy quit thy chickweed bower the cricket has called the second hour twice again and the lark will rise to kiss the streaking of the skies up thy charmed armor don thou'lt need it ere the night be gone twenty five he put his acorn helmet on it was plumed of the silk of the thistle down the corslet plate that guarded his breast was once the wild bee's golden vest his cloak of a thousand mingled dyes was formed of the wings of butterflies his shield was the shell of a ladybug queen studs of gold on a ground of green and the quivering lance which he brandished bright was the sting of a wasp he had slain in fight swift he bestrode his firefly steed he bared his blade of the bent grass-blue he drove his spurs of the cockle-seed and away like a glance of thought he flew to skim the heavens and follow far the fiery trail of the rocket star twenty six the moth fly as he shot in air crept under the leaf and hid her there the katydid forgot its lay the prowling gnat fled fast away the fell mosquito checked his drone and folded his wings till the fay was gone and the wily beetle dropped his head and fell on the ground as if he were dead they crouched them close in the darksome shade they quaked all o'er with awe and fear for they had felt the blue bent blade and writhed at the prick of the elfin spear many a time on a summer's night when the sky was clear and the moon was bright they had been roused from the haunted ground by the yelp and bay of the fairy hound they had heard the tiny bugle horn they had heard of twang of the maize silk string when the vine-twig bows were tightly drawn, and the nettle shaft through the air was borne, feathered with down the humbird's wing. And now they deemed the courier oaf some hunter-sprite of the elfin ground, and they watched till they saw him mount the roof that canopies the world around. Then glad they left their covert lair, and freaked about in the midnight air. 27 up to the vaulted firmament his path the firefly courser bent and at every gallop on the wind he flung a glittering spark behind he flies like a feather in the blast till the first light cloud in heaven is past but the shapes of air have begun their work and a drizzly mist is round him cast he cannot see through the mantle murk he shivers with cold but he urges fast through storm and darkness, sleet and shade, he lashes his steed and spurs amain. For shadowy hands have twitched the rein, and flame shot tongues around him played. And near him many a fiendish eye glared with a fell malignity, and yells of rage and shrieks of fear came screaming on his startled ear. 28. His wings are wet around his breast the plume hangs dripping from his crest his eyes are blurred with a lightning's glare and his ears are stunned with a thunder's blare but he gave a shout and his blade he drew he thrust before and he struck behind till he pierced their cloudy bodies through and gashed their shadowy limbs of wind howling the misty spectres flew they rend the air with frightful cries for he has gained the welkin blue and the land of clouds beneath him lies twenty nine up to the cope careering swift in breathless motion fast fleet as the swallow cuts the drift or the sea-rock rides the blast the sapphire sheet of eve is shot the sphered moon is past the earth but seems a tiny blot on a sheet of azure cast oh it was sweet in the clear moonlight to tread the starry plain of evan to meet the thousand eyes of night and feel the cooling breath of heaven but the elfin made no stop or stay till he came to the bank of the milky way then he checked his courser's foot and watched for the glimpse of the planet shoot thirty sudden along the snowy tide that swelled to meet their footsteps fall the sylphs of heaven were seen to glide attired in sunset's crimson pall around the fay they weave the dance they skip before him on the plain and one has taken his wasp sting lance and one upholds his bridal rein with warblings wild they lead him on to where through clouds of amber seen studded with stars resplendent shone the palace of the sylphid queen its spiral columns gleaming bright were streamers of the northern light its curtain's light and lovely flush was of the morning's rosy blush and the ceiling fair that rose a boon the white and feathery fleece of noon thirty one but oh how fair the shape that lay beneath a rainbow bending bright she seemed to the entranced fay the loveliest of the forms of light her mantle was the purple rolled at twilight in the west afar Twas tied with threads of dawning gold and buttoned with a sparkling star her face was like the lily rune that veils the vestal planet's hue her eyes two beamlets from the moon set floating in the welkin blue her hair is like the sunny beam and the diamond gems which round it gleam are the pure drops of dewy evan that ne'er have left their native heaven thirty two she raised her eyes to the wondering sprite and they leapt with smiles for well i ween never before in the bowers of light had the form of an earthly fay been seen long she looked in his tiny face long with his butterfly cloak she played she smoothed his wings of azure lace and handled the tassel of his blade and as he told in accents low the story of his love and woe she felt new pains in her bosom rise and the tear-drops started in her eyes and oh sweet spirit of earth she cried return no more to your woodland height but ever here with me abide in the land of everlasting light within the fleecy drift will lie will hang upon the rainbow's rim and all the jewels of the sky around thy brow shall brightly beam and thou shalt bathe thee in the stream that rolls its whitening foam aboon and ride upon the lightning's gleam and dance upon the orbed moon we'll sit within the Pleiad ring we'll rest on orion's starry belt and i will bid my sylphs to sing the song that makes the dew mist melt their harps are of the umber shade that hides the blush of waking day and every gleamy string is made of silvery moonshine's lengthened ray and thou shalt pillow on my breast while heavenly breathings float around and with the sylphs of ether blest forget the joys of fairy ground thirty three she was lovely and fair to see and the elfin's heart beat fitfully but lovelier far and still more fair the earthly form imprinted there naught he saw in the heavens above was half so dear as his mortal love for he thought upon her looks so meek and he thought of the light flush on her cheek never again might he bask and lie on that sweet cheek and the moonlight eye but in his dreams her form to see to clasp her in his reverie to think upon his virgin bride was worth all heaven and earth beside thirty four lady he cried i have sworn to-night on the word of a fairy knight to do my sentence task aright my honour scarce is free from stain i may not soil its snows again betide me weal betide me woe its mandate must be answered now her bosom heaved with many a sigh the tear was in her drooping eye but she led him to the palace gate and called the sylphs who hovered there and bade them fly and bring him straight of clouds condensed a sable car with charm and spell she blessed it there from all the fiends of upper air then round him cast the shadowy shroud and tied his steed behind the cloud and pressed his hand as she bade him fly far to the verge of the northern sky for by its wane and wavering light there was a star would fall to-night 35. Born after on the wings of the blast, northward away he speeds him fast, and his courser follows the cloudy wane till the hoof-strokes fall like pattering rain. The clouds roll backward as he flies, each flickering star behind him lies, and he has reached the northern plain and backed his firefly steed again, ready to follow in its flight the streaming of the rocket light thirty six the star is yet in the vault of heaven but its rocks in the summer gale and now tis fitful and uneven and now tis deadly pale and now tis wrapped in sulphur smoke and quenched is its rayless beam and now with a rattling thunder stroke it bursts in flash and flame as swift as the glance of the arrowy lance that the storm spirit flings from high the star shot flew o'er the welkin blue as it fell from the shaded sky as swift as the wind in its trail behind the elfin gallops along the fiends of the clouds are bellowing loud but the sylphid charm is strong he gallops unhurt in the shower of fire while the cloud fiends fly from the blaze he watches each flake till its sparks expire and rides in the light of its rays but he drove his steed to the lightning speed and caught a glimmering spark then wheeled round to the fairy ground and sped through the midnight dark oaf and goblin imp and sprite elf of eve and starry fay ye that love the moon's soft light hither hither wend your way twine ye in the jocund ring sing and trip it merrily hand to hand and wing to wing round the wild witch hazel tree hail the wanderer again with dance and song and lute and lyre pure his wing and strong his chain and doubly bright his fairy fire twine ye in an airy round brush the dew and print the lea Skip and gamble, hop and bound round the wild witch hazel tree. The beetle guards our holy ground. He flies about the haunted place, and if mortal there be found, he hums in his ears and flaps his face. The leaf harp sounds our roundelay. The owlet's eyes are lanterns. Be thus we sing and dance and play round the wild witch hazel tree. But hark! From tower on treetop high, the sentry elf his call has made, a streak is in the eastern sky, shapes of moonlight flit and fade, The hilltops gleam in the morning spring, the skylark shakes his dappled wing, the day glimpse glimmers on the lawn. The cock has crowed, the fays are gone. End of the culprit fay.